Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fifth episode of the newest segment of the Disney Dads podcast. Each week, we'll explore the stories that made Walt Disney the American icon he is today. From Walt's birth to his death, this weekly show will be completely dedicated to Walt and the people around him. My name's Justin, and I want to welcome you to Walking with Walt. I hope everyone had a fantastic week this week. And, uh, you know, when I left you last week, we had spent some time talking about not only the Disney family, but really concentrating on the patriarch of the family, Elias Disney, and really getting to know him as the man he was before, you know, he became a father to the Disney children and the man he became after he became a father and, and the sacrifices he made so that his children could grow up to to do the things that they were able to do. Even even if at the time he seemed like a harsh, uh, mean father, you know, he, he his dedication to making sure to instill that work ethic into his kids turned them into the people that they uh, that they became later in life. In past episodes, we've taken more of a historical view on on Disney's life and Something I want to change up this week is not so much concentrating on dates or locations and things of that nature. I, I want to look at telling you a story, a story about a little boy who had to endure hardships, but within those hardships learned valuable life lessons that would help him later on throughout his life. Now, I want you to picture this with me. It's 4 a.m., it's still dark outside, the snow's falling, it's cold. And as you drive to work, you see a small boy sitting on a front porch of a house that you've passed many times. As snow falls around him, he's playing with toys and he's eating candy. And you wonder, what is this about? If this was today, we would all call someone immediately to help. But if this was back in 1911, the winter of 1911... You will have seen a young Walt Disney playing with those toys. And as he finished playing with the toys, he would line them up exactly how he found them. And he would get down, get up off the step and he would walk over, pick up a bunch of newspapers, and get on his way to finish his newspaper out. The reason you would see Walt Disney delivering papers was Elias in 1911, July of 1911, had moved the family to Kansas City. And after moving to Kansas City, he purchased a newspaper route. And with the route, he hired multiple boys to deliver papers. But two of those were his sons, Roy and Walt Disney. Now, the difference was this. He would pay the other boys. But with Roy and Walt, he made them work for free. He figured that putting food on the table, shelter above their head, and clothes on their back was payment enough. So he would send the boys out early, early in the morning to deliver the papers every single day. Every morning, Walt would wake up about 4 a.m., sit on the end of his bed, half asleep, trying to put his shoes on. And Walt would once say that as he'd sit there, he would, he would fall asleep trying to put his shoes on. And the sound of his father's voice from the other room screaming, Walt, would wake him up and he would hop to his feet right away and head straight for the door, making sure to not be late to delivering the newspapers, not once, but twice a day. Because see... When Elias acquired the newspaper route, it wasn't a small route. He had about 700 readers for the morning paper, and then additionally had to distribute an evening paper as well, 
and also the Sunday Star. And they had about 600 uh, readers for the evening paper and about 600 for the Sunday Star. And Walt and Roy always disliked the weekend paper because all the ads were stuffed in it. And Walt wasn't a, a muscular, big you know, boy at this time. He was a smaller boy. And he would have to carry all these papers. And of course, the Sunday paper was always so much bigger and weighed so much more. And as the Disney boys would, would deliver the papers, Walt would talk about how Elias would tell him that the newspaper needed to be by or tucked in the door. They, people shouldn't have to come out to get the paper. So if at any point Walt wouldn't get the paper up against the door and Elias would find out from a, from a customer that the paper wasn't there, it wasn't, wasn't where it needed to be, it was it was Walt's hide. Walt was in trouble with Elias, and Walt knew it. So Walt always made sure to walk all the way up, place the paper, and to make sure all the customers were happy. Every single day, Walt and Roy would go from 27th Street all the way to 31st, and from Prospect Avenue all the way to Indiana, Indiana Avenue, and they both had worn-out shoes, especially Walt. And Walt would talk about how the water and the cold would get to his feet, but he would drudge on... And then he would have to go directly from there to school. And he would sit through school, falling asleep most of the times, and Walt always said that his grades showed it. And then he would have to leave school, not having any time to play with his friends, have to leave school, head straight home, and get ready to deliver the evening paper all over again. I started the story with the description of a young boy playing with toys in the front yard and eating candy early in the morning before anyone else is awake. And that was a direct story from Walt. You know, Walt's family didn't come from much. Although they lived in a pretty nice neighborhood when they lived to Kansas, moved to Kansas City, they didn't have much compared to the neighbors they were surrounded by. And Walt and his, his younger sister Ruth were never given toys because Elias and Flora always thought that if they were going to spend money, they should spend it on necessities for the kids. They did have a few things that Roy would save money throughout the year and get them a little Christmas present, or Walt would actually get extra newspapers from the distributor and sell them on his own without Elias knowing and would make money that way to to, to buy a few things and a few a few uh, candies and things that he wasn't allowed in the home otherwise. But as a, as a kid not having any toys and watching everyone around you have more than, more than they need, I mean, they were leaving their toys out front on the step. And Walt once told a story about walking. He was delivering a paper and he saw these toys... And he just took, he would take time to play with the toys. And once he walked up and there was a half eaten thing of candy that the kids had left overnight out in the cold. And Walt sat down at four in the morning, four thirty in the morning and started eating the candy and started playing with the toys. He never complained about his life. He never complained about what he didn't have. He kept working. He never complained that Elias took all the money from his paper route, but Walt would play with the toys and eat the candy. And after he was done, he always made sure to put the toys exactly where they were. That way no one would know what he was what he was doing, that he was playing with these toys. But that's all the joy he had as far as his childhood with toys, was, was playing with others. Years later, when Walt had become very successful and was the head of the Disney studio, he took upon himself to always make time to make sure kids that were in need always received a large basket from the Disney company with a few toys. And this actually took a few months and, t- and he had dedicated workers just to do this. And the Toys for Tots logo was actually done by a Disney animator. And when the company was founded, 
the uh, Walt Disney jumped behind them 100% and helped that company really get off the ground, helping, uh, helping deliver toys to needy children all around the world. Walt used to tell his friends that he would deliver newspapers in snowdrifts that were taller than him. And when we look back at historical uh, documents on, on the weather of the 1912, we see that the blizzard of 1912 that hit that area dropped more snow than it had in any other time in recorded history, over 67 inches that winter, and over 40 inches alone in the month of March. So it's not to say that Walt Disney, as a child, probably did walk through uh, many, many times through snow that was taller than he was as a boy. He lived a hard life, but Walt never complained. He loved it. He, he, he learned from it. He grew from it. And it's that dedication and it's the adversity he, he had as a child that really pushed him to become the man he did uh, once he took over the Disney company. One big thing that happened or one big change that happened to Walt during this time period was in 1913 when his brother Roy graduated high school and uh, kind of like a rite of passage to the Disney boys, he left home. And more or less, Roy pretty much said he was getting underneath or getting away from, uh, from, from the overbearingness of his father, Elias. And we learn that all the boys kind of felt this way at this point in their life. Documents found later in the 1950s actually show that when the paper route was, was purchased in Kansas City, that it wasn't Elias who owned the paper route. The paper route, the paperwork that was filed to, to, to purchase the, the, the new paper route was actually under R.O. Disney, Roy Disney. Now, a lot of people speculate that because of Elias's health or because Elias was older and maybe he didn't have a bargaining tool or, or uh, uh, a way to negotiate a lower price for the route being of his age or of his health, that he sent Roy to purchase the, uh, the route. The problem was this. With Roy's name being on the paper route, and Elias running it, and Elias having strict control over the two boys, and Elias not allowing them to have any money from it, I think that really wore on Roy, and that's why he left the house as soon as he could. So just imagine, you're a 10-year-old boy or girl, and every morning you have to wake up at 3.30 to deliver newspapers in a blizzard that has never been seen uh, um, of this caliber before, and then you go to school. You sleep through most of school because you can't stay awake because you're so tired. You go home, you eat, you get your shoes on, they have holes in them all over again. You go back out the door to deliver the evening paper. The weekend comes, you have to do it all over again with the Sunday paper, all while making sure customers and your, and your, your father is happy. That's a rough childhood. That is a hard, hard childhood. But it was this adversity that gave Walt Disney the work ethic that it took for him to achieve his goals and building the Walt Disney Company into what we know it is today. This week, I leave you with a few quotes from Walt about his time as a paperboy there in Kansas City. Walt said, When I was nine, my brother Roy and I were already businessmen. We had a newspaper route delivering papers in a residence area every morning and evening of the year, rain, shine, or snow. We got up at 4.30 a.m., worked until the school bell rang, and did the same thing again from 4 o'clock in the afternoon until supper time. Often I dozed at my desk and my report card told the story. I remember those icy cold days of crawling up these icy steps to put the newspaper inside a storm door. I was so darn cold, I'd slip and I could cry, so I cried. 
Walt also said of his father paying the other bo- other boys three or four dollars a week to help them on the paper route, but not to Walt. He said it was part of my job. I was part of the family. He said, I clothe and feed you, so he wouldn't pay me. Even after all this adversity and everything that Elias made Walt Disney do as a child, Walt said this about Elias. He was the kindest fellow, and he thought of nothing but his family. I want to thank you guys this week for joining me for this fifth episode of Walking with Walt and taking a journey with me, a little story about Walt as a child and uh, the adversity he faced and everything that, uh, that he went through as his father made him deliver papers through the snow. But it was those that adversity and those troubled times that created this man that we admire so much. And I think that we see that as Walt, you know, when he became older and successful and known around the world, that he still looked back at these times with fondness and love towards his father for, for what he had done. So I think we can definitely say that Walt Disney's dedication to his craft came from when he was a child carrying newspapers through the snow. Thanks again, guys, and I hope you'll join me next week to go walking with Walt. <laughs>